When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, McCoy. Hey, McCoy. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith, here with Saul Bookman, Espo, and Gerald Borgay. You guys feeling okay after uh, we're finally home, back in our own <laughs> studio, our own beds, all the things. I'm, I'm happy to be in Phoenix again. Same. Same. <laughs> yeah. It's good you to tell back. by my voice, I'm very happy to be back. <laughs> I, I feel like my liver got punched, but other than that, I'm good. So. Yeah. Yeah, I feel great. We're in our matching shirts today. Everything's yes. the vibes are back. Vibes Saul are and I back. are wearing the same pants. <laughs> Gerald and I are wearing the same shirt. Saul yeah. and Shane wearing the same yes. shirt. It's just <laughs> also, twinsies all around. Also, happy anniversary, Espo. Thank you. Last night, him and the, yeah. him and the missus so, celebrated the anniversary. Let's talk about the fun part of that, though. <laughs> I take my wife out ah. to a very nice dinner after spending four days basically attached to the hip with Saul. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting there, we're eating dessert, and all of a sudden... No, 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 they weren't eating dessert. I was I, devouring I, dessert. I walk in, and I see my guy just tonguing the hell out of this spoon full of chocolate. That was not necessary. <laughs> it's not, it's he was not like a wrong licking, description. He was like no, licking the spoon. Like that, just, that's fine. You could have so just said that. He was so in love with that. his spoon. And it was just so funny that and, I had to come over and, and say And I kind of had my head down. This guy slides right in next to my wife and yeah. goes, happy anniversary. And I was like, the fuck? Can like, you leave, please, <laughs> sir? Like I'm celebrating my 13th anniversary. I only my only my first professionally with you. Can I have a little space? This is true, but I I do want to read a text to you. Uh, oh, don't. What Espo sent oh, me right God, after he no. said, "I was like, man, I hope no. I didn't ruin your evening." He said, "Nope, you got me in the mood." <laughs> oh no. <laughs> to wit, and then I said, "Hope no. I didn't ruin your evening with that." So. I Even feel like I need ruined. to go home now. Lizzie's very disgruntled I'm, by it. I'm very <laughs> embarrassed that you read the text. I feel violated now. I thought it was funny. I, it is funny, but for you, not for public consumption. You're looking at me like I can do anything. I, it's already ship has sailed. Oh, it's Trade Machine Tuesday. Let's get lit. <laughs> like, I'm just... What was the, any of that necessary? It's always necessary. Was any of that actually beneficial to anybody listening to this? Uh, that's, I don't that's know. All I'm quite, I'm, Did you guys like it? Hey, there we go. Should the three of us just get up and walk out and protest? <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, well, let's get into Sun's talk, which is why we're here in the first place. Josh in the chat. Uh, yesterday, Brian Windhorst said, quote, we believe that the Indiana Pacers are very close to giving DeAndre in an offer sheet or executing a sign-and-trade. We could see something with the Pacers and Aiton as early as today. Obviously, that was yesterday, and we didn't see anything happen, but that doesn't mean that something couldn't be coming down the line um and it's finally just at least another piece of news that we were questioning over the weekend why haven't we heard anything like what's going on we thought all these teams were interested now we're getting some more some more rumors if you will that things are moving um a little bit quicker which we all love well this feels like it's the only option left right i mean there's not a lot of other suitors at this point so I think it really comes down to is this part of a three-team deal in a sign-and-trade? Is this a one-for-one, which then is Miles Turner? And there's been speculation by people like Gambo and the like that the Suns aren't all that interested in Miles Turner but may take him because it's a one-year expiring. Uh, but, yeah, it feels like it's it's Indiana or uh, nobody's making an offer to, to DA and then it's just the qualifying offer to the Suns offer him something. Uh, and it continues to be baffling. We talked about this the other day, and we played that great uh, David Aldridge <laughs> clip when we talked to him. But it is baffling that this is what the market for DA has kind of been reduced to. And, um, you know, obviously the Suns have some of that power, being that he's a restricted free agent and can match. But with as tumultuous as the season end and all the vibes that were being put out there that like, hey, they're not interested in keeping him around you would have thought one team would have thrown him a max, and I do wonder if it's because the Suns are trying to work on something behind the scenes uh, with DA that satisfies everybody involved. I, I mean, I, I get that aspect, but I legitimately feel like at this point that the Suns were right. Mm-hmm. They were absolutely right. Mm-hmm. They they offered him, allegedly they offered him a four-year max. He, retur- he rejected it because he wanted the fifth year, mm-hmm. and they were like, all right, fuck it. And they did the right thing yeah. because they're going to end up Either getting KD or they're gonna end up saving money on DeAndre Aiden, one of those two, which is a benefit to the Suns. DA misplayed this whole thing. He fumbled the bag on this one. He did, um, and so I think, I do think that even though there's chatter of, of Indiana being around, like they are the only team left. They really are. I don't. I can't see a scenario where DA goes to another team um, that's not Indiana. I just can't. Like they're the only ones that have even rumored to be interested outside of Atlanta. But well, Atlanta's Utah out of the was, picture. Utah was briefly in there, but yeah. we haven't. There hasn't been much traction on that mm-hmm. since. You know. So, I just if it winds up being Indiana, I go back to the trade deadline and go, maybe you should have just pulled the trigger for Sabonis when that was on the table. If Miles Turner's what you're going to get instead, like it, it feels like in hindsight that that may have been a missed opportunity. But at that point, you're the best team in the NBA. You think you're going to make a run at the finals? So I understand why James Jones hesitated and didn't make that move. So Suns tricked us in the comments, said Indiana would have had max space already if they waited on the Jalen Smith signing. Mm -hmm. And yes, that is true. But I also found this very interesting on Arizona Sports yesterday. Kevin Bowen, who is a radio host in Indiana, joined them on the show. And he said that, you know, just based on the Pacers track record, you can come to the conclusion that they're not typically inclined to handing out offer sheets. They try to do more sign and trade deals with teams. And he said one of the reasons 
for that is because their owner feels like restricted free agency is a little bit unfair at times. And so that's one side of the coin is he wants to actually work with the team to make sure both sides are getting something of value back. But then in addition to that, it's kind of hard to put out an offer sheet from any team because you don't know 100% for sure that you're going to get that player. The, the other team could always match. And then now if you've traded somebody to make room for the cap space, now you've just lost out on that for nothing, essentially. So sign and trades are typically their way of doing business when they want a restricted free agent. I think it's kind of cute that he, the owner cares about the other teams. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to screw them in this. I'd like them to well, get a parting gift from I mean, here's Kylie. the thing, though, is like, because you, you have to work with all of these people later on down the road. If you do something that is super shady or that screws over their plans eventually at some point in time you guys are going to cross paths again yep, and then around. nobody's going to play ball with he, you he's the Derek jeter of uh, nba owners he gives them a gift basket uh if he's going to try to screw him i like it so i mean yeah everything points to this being a sign and trade and not a max offer sheet because like the uh, i forgot who it was in the comments pointed out and brendan clean said the same on locked on suns if they wanted to give him a max offer sheet they could have held off on making the Jalen Smith signing official um, and preserve some of that cap space, but they didn't do that. So now they would have to shed some salary to be able to get to max territory for him. Um, so it does feel like a sign and trade, and it does feel like it could be conceivably for something less than the max. I think if you're DA at this point, you are holding out for the max, but maybe it's been long enough to where you lower your price a little bit and realize the market is just not in your favor you're not going to play on that um what's it called the qualifying offer because a you're only making about 16 million and b that hamstrings you next year as far as you know what you are able to sign for if you join another team because it goes down to like four years and i think 85 million somewhere in that range mm. so you are really shooting yourself in the foot if you do that um, so I do think all signs point to a sign and trade. The Pacers make the most sense right now at this point. It's just curious to see if the Suns will be able to get any other asset other than just Turner, because I think most of us are in agreement at the center position alone. That is a pretty, not a significant downgrade, but it is a downgrade for sure. Is it, you know, for the, from the Suns perspective, um, I, there's no, honestly, there's just if you're not going to get KD in this whole thing, I really just I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Yeah, if you're doing this deal with Indiana, you are basically saying we are all in on KD and we are going to make it happen. Because if you don't make it happen, then you have gotten worse at the center position. You haven't gotten Kevin Durant. Like you would have been better off just running it back, yeah. signing him to a four year deal of some sort and figuring it out from there, trading him down the line in January when he's trade eligible, if you have to. But like, if you're making this move for Miles Turner, you oh. have got to be getting assets that you can then reroute to Brooklyn, and you've got to be all in on Kevin Durant. You can't come up empty there. I, I can't see a scenario where James Jones pulls the trigger on this trade um, and doesn't set himself up for some type of other success mm -hmm. other than KD. Like, you have to think about that potential right like what assets am i getting back from indiana that i could leverage to maybe get somebody different that could help this ball club and supplement some of the the loss from da I, james jones seems like that kind of a uh you know kind of cover your all bases kind of guy 
Um, I could be totally wrong. He might fumble this bag we're too. We're gonna find out. You were certainly gonna find <laughs> out um, because, like, there is a part of me that's like, oh shit, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, if DA signs this offer sheet. Whew, man, there's going to be a lot of people. Uh, all those people that were shitting all over DA, I guarantee you they're going to be on the other side of the fence talking about, why did we give up DA for nothing? Why did we went after KD? We couldn't even get him. This franchise is blah, blah, blah. Like They're, they're definitely going to come around on that because even if you don't like DA, you understand that he does have more value than just getting Miles Turner back. I mean, yeah, the, James Jones is walk, walking a tightrope here. But my guess is... Well, obviously, he has more information than the rest of us. He knows <laughs> right. where they're sitting in terms of what Brooklyn wants. And I think it's kind of a a stare down right now between the two. And at some point, one side's going to have to give up a little bit of, of what they're wanting to accomplish here. Either the Suns are going to have to throw in something they're holding back on or, or Brooklyn's going to back off a little bit on what they're expecting. But he has to... I imagine he's pretty strong in his conviction, like you said, that they're going to get KD mm-hmm. if they pull a sign and trade uh, with Indiana. Because if you're not, like like you were saying, Gerald, you've managed to get worse, and you've also wasted so much time that there's not a lot of options to try to fill holes as well. So you've, you've pulled basically the one thing you couldn't do. You could have stood pat and added on the fringes. You could try to get a, a big fish like KD, but the one thing you can't do is strike out on all that, lose DA, and find no stop gaps in there because now you're talking play-in territory. Right, and, and I think it's important to note with James Jones that his asset management has not always been the priority. If you're looking just at individual trades, he hasn't always won the individual trade, but it's always been with the bigger picture in mind. Um, because you look at like TJ Warren, they gave him up for basically nothing, but they used that room to sign Ricky Rubio. Um, this is kind of a much larger example of that type of thing, especially even if they don't trade, if they don't trade him for Turner, they could just trade him into space and get a huge trade exception that then the pressure would be on to use that and try and land, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe someone to fill the center spot, also land another backup point guard, that type of thing. So I think people should maybe brace themselves if Aiton winds up in Indiana, the return is not going to be equal value for him. And we've talked about this hundreds of times by now. It's not going to be equal value, but it's going to be what do you do with what you're getting in return if it's a trade exception, if it's a first-round pick, if it's Miles Turner and some extra cap space. Like, that's going to determine whether the trade is ultimately a success or a failure, not the individual return. There's so few teams with that cap space to absorb Aiton Mm -hmm. that even that, I wonder, how do you accomplish it? Because those teams seem like they went in different directions so absorbing Aiton's contract new contract I'm not even sure well they, there's a lot on the table to, that they could pull that off too right like if you're talking about the Pacers they still need to free up some cap space um, which they could do with a couple of minor moves but um, yeah right as of right now they can't just take him on yeah. at least on a max contract they can't just take him on so so another interesting piece of this puzzle is that DA and Miles Turner share the same agent. Mm-hmm. And KYB in the chat said they don't think the Suns will get Miles Turner because of that and that it would be a bad look to replace one player for another at your agency. 
I don't know if that's a bad look from an agency perspective, but I do think that creates a weird or just a unique situation because you have the same agent negotiating both sides essentially here. And it could it could create a little bit of awkwardness, I guess, between player agent if one of the players is getting a little bit of a better situation than the other. But at the end of the day, the agent's just doing the best they can for the players, but ultimately a lot of these teams have a good amount of the control. I don't know. In this situation, I think it's kind of a win-win for both players. Let's just say Miles Turner did come to Phoenix and DA went to Indiana. Uh, DA gets to be the focal point of that offense like he's always wanted to be. Um, he's going to make more money. And Miles Turner, in turn, comes to a place where he has a legitimate shot to possibly win a championship and up his stock if KD comes into the fold. And so I think it's a win-win on both sides. So I, I think that's an easy sell, in my opinion. I don't, I don't know if you guys agree or not. I don't know. I, I feel like for Miles Turner, it's obviously he's going to a better team, but he's also in a contract year, and I don't know if the Suns are the team that you are necessarily... Like, based on what they've done with DA, maybe they're able to come to an agreement because Miles Turner won't be asking for a max. But it is kind of a weird thing, like, okay, my agent failed to get this guy the bag with this team. Now he's sending me there in a contract year. It's a little but, dicey. But you don't necessarily, if you're Miles Turner, you're not necessarily thinking like, oh, I'm going to stay with the Suns after this year. Right. You're trying to, you're trying to, you're trying to up your brand. And if there's a point guard out there that can supposedly take you to another level, yeah, it's Chris Paul. That's fair. And so, you know, it's kind of like the same thing with Steve Nash. Steve Nash made a lot of dudes a lot of money. Yeah. Um, you're hoping that you go to this place and the same thing will happen. Well, and I think he can make the make the case, Bill Duffy, that hey, Indy doesn't want you. They're making this very yeah. clear. Mm -hmm. We can get you in a situation where, uh, whether it's Phoenix or if they move you, where we maximize your potential just like we did with DA and we got him his money. You're next on deck. We will get you your money, and this is the best way to accomplish it. I mean, that's what agents are good at, selling people on ideas that maybe aren't in their best interest sometimes. It's uh, you know how they get guys that don't deserve big money, big money from teams, right? So I think Bill Duffy can definitely sell both sides on this. I don't see it as an issue because this happens a lot. You know, guys guys represent a lot of people that are involved in things. This wouldn't be the first time that an agent's guy has been traded for, for another guy that he represents. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a huge issue, and I don't think... If I'm Miles Turner, I want the hell out of Indy any way I can get right now because they've made it very clear we don't want you here and it's our plan to to trade you however we can. I just I look at it and I go, good. I don't have to be in a situation I'm not wanted. So, yeah, I, I do think it is a little bit more of a complication, which is already problematic because the situation has gotten so complicated <laughs> with so many different parties that need to be appeased for something big to happen here, but. I think you can overcome that, especially if both centers are feel unwanted by their current team. It's just an interesting perspective that the guy in the middle is basically swapping them for teams that didn't want it. I don't know. Shane, can we go back to the two shot real quick? Uh -oh. Worst before and after ever. Right <laughs> oh Jesus, dear Lord, oh it's God. what it looks like. <laughs> 
Someday I'll look like you, Gerald. <laughs> if I right. have a time machine. We'll get in the gym in the offseason. We'll be on muscle watch just like it all the guys the showing up to training camp. I'm going to add 10 pounds of muscle before training camp. Is there, is, Lindsay, I was in Vegas. Like, is give, there, give me some time. <laughs> is there a sleeper player that you guys wouldn't mind seeing in return from Indiana? Like maybe thrown in? I feel like maybe like a Chris Duarte would be or an O'Shea Brissett. But like if... If you look at the rest of that roster, they're not going to throw in Tyrese Halliburton, obviously. No. Buddy Heald is like making way too much money, so you'd have to throw in more pieces there. TJ McConnell, so. no, TJ McConnell no. wouldn't be bad. I was setting it up for that, baby. That's, I was setting it up for that. That's not bad. I, I need to see what he makes to see how it would work. That, but I think that he only makes like, like $8 million. Yeah. That would solve your needing a backup point guard. I'm telling you, there. baby. I mean, nobody, you got, nobody gets down on the floor like TJ McConnell. If you got McConnell <laughs> and you got... Turner in a deal, you at least check the box of you get the eight in replacement and you get the backup point guard. So if you don't get KD, you've at least answered some of your questions yeah. this offseason while still keeping you potentially able to trade for somebody down the line. That may not be the worst thing in the Brad, world. Brad Smith in the chat said, Saul's U of A is coming through. Yeah. This is true, but also, <laughs> like, uh, if DA goes to Indiana, that might as well be the University of Arizona because there's three yeah. players on that <laughs> roster that have gone to U of A. So. Yeah, I like McConnell. He's a great defensive player. He might be a campaign upgrade, but, again, you'd have to throw in some salary there, and I'm not sure if Indiana would want campaign i mean tj mcconnell's not like an essential piece so maybe campaign and da i'd have to check the math but maybe that for miles turner yeah, and yeah. and tj would work because tj is consistent yeah you know what you're getting it with mm -hmm. with him every every night so that's Which probably there's the one something point. to be said about yep. consistency even mm -hmm. if it's less uh substantial than another player's best mm -hmm. I, I don't know that's a tough call but sometimes consistency will win out no a million percent yeah um, we'll get a little bit more into the KD thing a little later in the show because it is Trade Machine Tuesday, but <laughs> we're not in Vegas, but the Summer Suns are still in Vegas, mm -hmm. and there is a game happening tonight mm -hmm. against the Mavs, and the line's a pick em, which means... Means Vegas has no freaking clue who's going to win. <laughs> because both teams are trash. Well, because it's Summer League. Every game in Summer yeah. League should be a pick em really Because should. there's no way to tell. Well, and that's why, like, they won their first game by 20, and then they lost their second game by 25. So I think Vegas was just like, we have no idea. We, Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all of them are basically going to be a pick em just so that Vegas is like, I don't know, at least we won't lose a ton of money on these. Maybe. Yeah. And also, like, at this point in Summer League, like, some of the bigger name guys might not be playing as much because you're like, okay, we've seen what we needed to see. Now put this guy on bubble wrap. Which should benefit the Suns because they have no big guys playing. <laughs> They'll play that I, entire I will not stand for this Ish Wayne Wrighty Racer. <laughs> Are you sir. Gonna, well, let's put <laughs> quick put the bubble wrap around Ish. We're gonna need him for that fifteenth roster spot. Oh. I like Ish. I'm not saying I don't like Ish. I'm just saying it's not like Ben Matherin or one of these yeah. high draft picks yeah. that you're like, hey, can't can't uh, you know get him injured? So, would you guys would you guys uh, place a bet on a pick'em? Well, yeah. Would you just... If I was excited about the game, well, I'd just take the money line at that point. <laughs> I mean, that, that, is, that is the money line, I suppose. Well, yeah, but okay, so I take, so I'm betting on the money line. <laughs> so yes, Damn. yes, yes, I would. I'm just curious if you would do it, or if you would just be like, "I'm gonna sit this one out." Because well, there's not a huge like. Hammer I mean, the I, over. Been, yeah. <laughs> okay. 
I don't know. I'm just asking. I've never, I've, I've never, never been in this either. situation, so I'm asking the group's opinion. Look, I'll be honest. I probably wouldn't bet on summer league just because there is so so much randomness, mm-hmm. unless the the payout was potentially huge in in it. So okay. I, I'm not gonna futz around the edges just to you know get a bet in there. So well, if you guys want to bet on summer league, you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. And when you use the promo code PHNX and make your first deposit, you're going to get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. So if you do decide to bet on Summer League, at least it can be risk-free since there's a lot of uncertainty around all of these teams and you never know what you're going to get. You know, if somebody puts a $1,000 bet on this Pick'em game tonight, I will stand up and applaud you. Just send Um, us a screenshot on it. Absolutely. Risk-free or not, (laughs) let's send it this way. That's promo code PHNX, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So while we were at Summer League, we were able to catch up with a whole bunch of players and media members and we told you throughout the week we'd start trickling out some of those conversations we had so here's a compilation uh we caught up with a few current and former Suns players as well as media and asked them how they deal with rumors around free agency and then their thoughts on the da situation it's hard for me to 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 say that i think that's that's like a like a like a more like a front office stuff you know and uh i'm trying to focus on myself that's the only thing how you can approach it i mean you have to because you don't nobody really know what's going on or what's going to happen and you can't predict what's going to happen so you kind of have to just block it out and uh continue to work and try to get better uh, i kind of do my own thing i mean i ain't really hit them up about it yet because um i don't like influencing people's decisions you know <laughs> so i mean but Hey, if we get them, good for us. If we don't, I mean, it's, it's gonna, we're going to be good. Really, really I'm, just, I'm happy with whatever he chooses. Everything about the Suns has been shocking to me. But, I mean, I think that's the reality of today's NBA with the center position. It's like if you're not an all-star, if you're not a number one guy, then I think they're probably going to treat you like a running back in the NFL, right? It's like, well, you might be really good, but we'll find another guy who give you give us 80% of what you provide. So I think it's a tough market for Aiden, uh, but I think that's just where the NBA is headed right now. Yeah, I, I talked to DA a little bit, and uh, but um, I, I don't know anything about the situation, but I, I definitely talked to him. I can't really control control those things, you know. I really like the guys, you know, and uh, you know that's that's not on me. You know, it's really hard to comment and give you something something like a good answer. You know what I mean? I mean, again, is he is he? Are you overpaying him? Yes. Get in line. <laughs> you know what I mean, like. We're suddenly having an austerity program in the NBA. We're going to start paying people what they're worth. Uh, well, I don't think we're going to do that because <laughs> that's not what people do. You, everybody's, you know, there's 25 guys that are overpaid in the league now. It's just the way it is. So do you believe sticks? I don't know. I, ne- <laughs> I never know. I do believe him when he said, like, I don't like to influence guys' decisions, but they have to have at least talked about the possibility of them I mean, playing together again. I mean, at least send a text and yeah. be like, so how bad is it or is it bearable? Yeah. I, I, I took it differently. That was Stick saying, I already did that. I, I, I don't want this to be clogged <laughs> up with DA. Let me get my shine. I mean, right they're now. supposedly starting him at the four anyway. <laughs> Or are we saying that's DA's position now as that's, well? Yes, it is now. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Poor Jalen. <laughs> I mean, he's he's in a good spot right now. Young team, going to get to start, got a new contract. He's doing well for himself. Yeah, he's not doing too bad. I mean, honestly, that's kind of the take that 
it's not surprising that everyone shared what they shared within that compilation of sound bites. Like, there is only so much that you can do as a player with during free agency and with all these rumors surrounding you. And I think if you're a teammate of a guy who's going through that, you don't want to like add to the stress of all of that. You kind of just are checking in on them the same way you would do just a normal friend. You're not like, hey, what's going on? What's the news? It's just like, hey, man, you doing cool? You good? Like everything okay in your world? How's your son? How's your family? Yeah. Like being a, a healthy distraction, if you will. I, I would kill to be a fly on the wall in those group chats, though, because we've <laughs> had like multiple Suns players say, yeah, we've been talking to DA. Like we've talked to him. Okay, but like, what about like how <laughs> like how far into it are you going? Hey, can we help you pack up your is house? It, uh... Like, is it just surface level catching up, off season stuff, and trying to be a good friend and good teammate, or like, does it ever go beyond that point? I would, I mean, I'm very curious to know. I'm sure with some of the guys, yeah, that like Mikael Bridges, yeah. probably mm-hmm. deeper yeah. conversations because they're super tight. Mm-hmm. Um, but with some some guys, like like Sticks was saying, I haven't really talked to him about it. I can't imagine those two having deep, <laughs> intimate conversations no. around free agency in Indiana. Like, I I don't know. No. I could be way off base, but I, it just doesn't. I don't think I, you're way off base. It just doesn't <laughs> seem like it would be at. I can't imagine DA having a deep conversation with anybody, really, like just in terms of like where he's going to go or anything like that. I right. think he he has his own mind on where what he wants to do. And, and as much as, you know, Sticks is like, well, I don't want to influence your decision, I, I don't think he could, even if he tried. You know, I think DA feels a certain way. He's been like that since high school. Um, he he kind of has his mind made up on, on what he perceives his, his options and him to be, and he's going to go that way. And that's honestly, that's one of the things I'm going to miss the most is if he does leave is that I don't think we really appreciated the fact that DA was a great soundbite and DA yeah. told us exactly what was on his mind. And I think he got shit on way too much for that um, because I, I enjoy that. I mm-hmm. want to hear what you really have to say. And there was so, so many times when, you know, like even the, the video game thing, he got, it's getting torched for that. And I'm like, that's the stupidest shit ever to get, get mad at over some, uh, something like that about. So, I but don't know. that's kind of what, that's what we do. <laughs> and I don't mean we literally, it just in, just general, in general, that's just kind of the nature of social media in 2022. Like you read so far into something and you create something out of nothing most yeah. of the time because it's, 24-7 news cycles, there's always, we have to always create something to talk about and something has to mean something and there has to be some behind the scenes like sprinkling of truth to things in everything. Well, and there and always has to be some sometimes. argument. It always has to be some debate. Like, and in part, I think that's because that's the way we've consumed sports since, uh, since part of the interruption started is it's debate shows and then sound bites and that's the way we've consumed it and then twitter came around and that just became part of of that same kind of echo chamber so it's it's a lot of that and in that comes one side has to staunchly be for and one side has to staunchly be against uh with that there's not a lot of room for nuance and in between yeah i think i think it's just it's just da like ever since he got drafted number one overall and because of what luca and trey have done um, there's just always been this microscope on him, and it, and I think some of it has been unfair because you know we're we're nitpicking at the smallest of things sometimes to try and prove a point that he's not the guy that some people didn't want from the from the get go, and it's just it's just unfortunate because I do think he he's a 
I mean, shit, he's one of the top centers we've ever had in this organization. He's the top alone. center they've ever you had. Know what I mean, and so it, it's uh, it's just it's going to be pretty sad if if he moves on and, and people just don't if, look back and appreciate some of the things that he did do. Like, right. If if he was drafted number three overall, we wouldn't even we wouldn't be we would be thrilled near. with the way yeah. that he's turned out. But because and it's not even his fault. Like the, he didn't draft himself number one yeah. overall. Yeah. He didn't pass on Luka Doncic and Trey Young. Like that's the Suns' fault. But unfortunately, that comes with the territory of being a number one pick or even a top five pick who's taken over a superstar in the draft. It's just always going to happen. Um, but it is unfortunate because he is a great soundbite. He's a good dude. And he did some, he has done some amazing things. I'm not going to say did because he's not gone yet, but it's looking that way. <laughs> well, um, so it, it will be interesting see, to it, see what they get. In it's comments like this, right? Too no. legit. Aiden is Greg Odin 2.0. No. Not even not even remotely close, Must right? Must have missed yeah. where DA has a bunch of knee injuries, never accomplished anything, you know, hardly played for the first I feel like he's already played more games like, than Greg Odin. Like uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. J.J. Reed says, oh, you know, what if, uh, what if Luca and Trey, or he says Luca and Trey haven't won anything. I mean, if you're looking at team success, Aiton's been on the more successful teams. Yeah, like, nobody's won anything no. from that draft. If you're gonna yeah. do just ring or bust, like yeah. that's yeah. not the. There has to be something in between winning a championship and being a loser. Like otherwise, there's no <laughs> point in watching this sport because 29 fan bases are gonna view their guys as losers. There are special things. There are special seasons, moments that don't end in a championship ring like we can't do this otherwise we're not enjoying basketball anymore we're yeah. just hate watching it and looking for reasons to bag on guys and that's part of what i don't like about this whole conversation about the nba is when you give people unprecedented access to these athletes and then allow them to say whatever the hell they want about it on social media this is where we end up mm -hmm. and it's just it's frustrating like Kevin Durant has said this many times. A lot of people don't like basketball. They like to hate on basketball and to hate watch it. Yeah. And they they're there for the drama. I mean, look at look at what Booker's saying on social. Like, dude, mm -hmm. everybody okay out here? Like, yeah. everybody yeah. Calm, kind of calm the fuck down. You know what I mean? And it's because there's a lot of vitriol going on out there for no reason. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, it's the off season. What? are we complaining about right now? <laughs> right. There's nothing to, hey, the math series has been over for two months. Like, mm -hmm. let it go, move on, and enjoy the team for what they are or what they could be, you know what I mean? Like, and we kept saying that throughout the season. Like, yeah. sometimes you just have to enjoy the moment because you never know when it's gonna, when it's gonna end. And it sure as hell ended in a thump, mm -hmm. but you know, you, you kind of sit there and, damn, 64 games, that's that's a pretty good season. Mm -hmm. It didn't end the way we wanted to, but you got to enjoy the ride a little bit. And I just think that, you know, people, you know, they want to look for the negative so many times. And it's like, all right, well. well I'll be I'll be the historian that the, here's the history on it. 50-plus years this team went trying to find a center, never having a franchise center, need to find that center. They find the guy, and after four years, they're like, well, we're just going to let him go. And it's, you know, I know that the past and the history shouldn't ha have a big impact. It just seems funny to me because this guy easily in four years has accomplished more than any other true center has. Amari was a power forward. Yeah. Uh, and, and, but yet it, it, we, we lose that perspective too. And Jay in the chat says it perfectly. You can't talk basketball with everybody. Book. Mm hmm. And it, and it was interesting being in Vegas, asking media people, former players, whatnot, about their thoughts on the Suns and everything that's going on here. 
and everybody seemed kind of surprised at how fast this situation has unraveled and didn't feel the need for like, yes, if you can get KD, obviously do that. But when it came to DA and just all the rumors of blowing it up, they were kind of surprised that that is even being stressed as an option. So sometimes it helps to have an outsider's perspective because there are about 25 other teams that look at the Suns and would be like, yeah, we would take that situation. We would take that core moving forward. And here in Phoenix, we're like, we've got to blow it up. That's not good enough. We can't run it back. Like, you can if you want to. If you don't get KD, that's your next best option at this point. Well, and the thing, too, that blows my mind the most is like, we're not even that far removed from being like so far down in the dumps. Yeah. And we're still angry. Yeah. Like if we were in this situation, like where we were just barely on the fringes for years, I can imagine being angry and ready to blow it up. But this is just two seasons. Right. Two seasons now we've had nice things and we're ready to throw it all away because it's not the nicest of things. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we just need to take a step back at times and be like, and remember where we came from, because things could be a hell of a lot worse. Two things in the chat. Brian says, if DA is so good, how come nobody wants him? Restricted free agency. Teams mm -hmm. don't want to offer something to a guy with not having the opportunity to really keep him uh, in, in or having to trade assets that they maybe aren't comfortable doing so that's a that's a big part of it and then somebody else i don't remember who here it is it's uh, uh another brian uh are we even going to talk <laughs> about sarver and not paying a tax bill uh, possibly there's a chance that that's part of what's going on here is not wanting to pay a large tax bill i i've i didn't want to believe it but when you think about it that could be part of what's coming into play here too uh but we well. don't know that for sure that that's pure speculation because yeah. james jones told us it's not a big deal yeah but so we're just speculating of course based on history so right. it's not like it's out of nowhere i mm -hmm. get that but we don't know for sure right no he that's true we don't know any of this for sure though that's the problem right now is we're hearing a lot of things that are coming from multiple sides we don't know anything right now so you're trying to connect the dots in a lot of ways with the mm -hmm. stuff right and and if they did trade for miles turner they'd be pushing up against even miles turner who was only making yeah. like 17 and a half 18 million you'd be pushing right up against that line so i doubt that's what's going on it could be if anyone does not deserve the benefit of the doubt it's this particular owner in question but i you know we can only speculate until we know more at this point I don't know if that's what it is. I do think, like you were talking about with Aiton, teams want Aiton. They just don't want to pay him a max. And the Suns were right on that point. You could argue they should have just paid him to keep everything even keel. But again, they wouldn't be in this position with KD if they had ponied up a five-year max. So, yeah. oh, Somebody in the chat said it's easy to say that espo when it's not your money if you are not willing to spend money don't own a sports team right go do something that you can get greater returns and and worry about the margins and base it on a spreadsheet if you're owning a team you spend to win a damn championship right the, what did the warriors spend over 400 million in luxury tax last year just to win yeah. the freaking championship if you're not willing to to put up the money don't own yeah. a team that, that, go do something Something else. That's a pretty weak argument anyway, just because like that that theory is applicable.
applicable to so many situations, even in our lives. If you buy a house, you have the responsibility to maintain it. If you buy a franchise, you have the responsibility to maintain it. You can't just let that shit go belly up because that affects the community, that affects money, that affects revenue citywide, not just your organization. So, nah, that's right. me with that too. And, and I'm sorry, I'm not caping for a billionaire right. to save his money. Right. Fuck that. Like, if you're going to own a team, that's what you're here for. No one should be on the owner's side if they have to spend money. Who know? Uh, also, we have a Woj bomb here. Mm-hmm. What is it? After previously shutting down injur- inquiries on moving all-star guard Donovan Mitchell, rival teams say the Utah Jazz are showing a willingness to listen on possible trade scenarios. And there's your third team. Get it done. So, DA enjoy Utah. Donovan enjoy uh, Brooklyn. And bring on Kevin Durant. So if Donovan goes to Brooklyn in a potential three-team trade there, that's a huge centerpiece. That's the type of player they're looking for, but you still have to find a new home for Ben Simmons because Donovan is on that five-year. Come on to Phoenix, Max. Ben. What about that transition there, Gerald? <laughs> Hey, we were we were just kind of speculating, and we didn't really have a rundown for this por- portion. We but, do. Oh, do you want to get into it? Or? <laughs> yes. Before we do that, though, let me tell the people about all the things they need to help them get through all of this shenanigans, right? Mm-hmm. Chef in the chat earlier said, all this drama, I need some OGs. And uh, OGs is here to help you out. They even launched their first ever limited edition seasonal flavor, Pina Colada. So check out OGs online at OGsBrands.com and on Instagram at OGsBrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase. I know, Espo, you like to dabble in some of the, what is it? Indica? Indica. This, that's the chill out one. I did, I did a hybrid uh, while we were in Vegas, and that was an experience. <laughs> I'll say that. But yes, the Indica is my favorite. It was a great experience. It was for great me. for Saul. I was all over the place. But. Yeah, so, you know, or, you know, we also have a really cool sponsor if, you know, maybe the scratch made THC gummies from OG's is not your flavor. Four Peaks probably has your flavor with a wide variety of uh, beer that you can. Go on down to their brewery. You can sample all of them. And once you decide which one's your favorite, you can head on over to your local grocery store, pick up a six pack or a full case and stock your fridge, all kinds of things, whatever it takes for you guys to get through this situation. That's how we feel over here. (laughs) Whatever we need to kind of partake in, to bring our anxiety levels down, to just, you know, chill out for a few hours. We want you guys to be able to chill out as well. So whether it's OGs or Four Peaks, just a reminder once again that you must be 21 years or older and enjoy responsibly. All right, so now you can do your thing. Well, no, we were just sitting there talking about, you know, and we haven't gotten th- gone through the numbers, but I'm kind of interested to see how many people, uh, if, if the cost of bringing KD had to be you have to take Ben Simmons too, would you do it? Mm-hmm. And I said yes, because Ben Simmons crosses off two boxes for you. He could play the power forward position, um, and he could also play the pack, backup point guard position. Mm-hmm. He might not be able to shoot a damn lick, and he's probably going to freeze up in the playoffs. But all you have to do is pass, man. I don't care if you sit at half court. <laughs> just pass. Well, But he wouldn't even be uh, – he'd be at – 
best your third option, maybe your fourth option in that offense, which I think takes away part of that freezing when you're when you're. Uh, oh, he'd be the fifth option you know, on offense. But, but I'm just saying, like part of what happened in in Philly was they needed him carry a lot of that offensive load. I wouldn't mind it. I just I don't know how if you can make those numbers work because you're taking in eighty million uh, onto yeah. this, which becomes. A lot that you'd have to try to figure out, but oh, if that's the tax of bringing I on KD, about that. Mm. I forgot what? About oh, that. the Kendall, whatever. <laughs> these guys, these guys it are aware that they've not, dated, a, they've fooled around and dated a lot of the same women. Not an but, issue but the rookie whatsoever. deal rule Levi Ashton, Ashton is saying would would be in effect, but nope. that's not true. Books got a supermax, so it's so it's washed off, right? Correct. Uh, I think. But does so. that start this year? Yeah, the supermax. No, the supermax doesn't start until two thousand twenty-four. Since he signed it, don't doesn't he? Count, I count will on be that. honest. I'd have to look into All the right. rules of that. We're gonna have to dig into the bylaws of the CBA to try to figure out what the hell this rule is. But, but. but that's the thing is like just looking at salaries. Like Ben Simmons, if you're talking about a three-team trade with Utah involving Mitchell, Ben Simmons would have to go to Utah. Like he's not coming here because he's making thirty-five mil. KD's making forty-some. Like you're having to send out like 70, 80 mil in contract. Like Mikhail Bridges is gone because you have to include his 21 million. DeAndre Ayton's gone. Cam Johnson probably gone. Like I mean, Jay we're Crowder gone. We're, we're probably operating on the assumption that Mikhail Bridges is going to go either way, right? Not probably. I mean, not if the Nets are getting Donovan Mitchell. I will say that that's the kind of player that maybe it makes it a little easier to mm -hmm. go Cam Johnson instead of Mikhail, especially if you're just throwing the entire bag of draft picks at them. And the Jazz have extra picks that they could throw in as well, depending on what they're getting back, because they got a haul from the Rudy Gobert trade. Vaughn made a good point. The rule that is preventing yeah. the Nets from taking on another rookie max doesn't apply to the Suns. You can only trade for one. Right. Devin Booker was a, a homegrown player, mm -hmm. so that rule doesn't apply because you have two on rookie maxes. Mm, that's so right. So you could take it, but your point on the money is 100% right. He probably goes to Utah, which then you're maybe you're getting a piece like Bogdanovich, the lesser Bogdanovich, mm -hmm. or Jordan Clarkson from Utah instead, which then becomes a nice uh, a nice little addition. I do feel like as we've kind of progressed through these conversations over the course of the last month mm -hmm. um, that we are we've gone from I just want KD to what else can we get? <laughs> right? Hey, get <laughs> oh, yeah. We get a little greedy, but oh, yeah. it's okay because listen, that's part of this discussion and I said it multiple times, if you trade too much for KD, you run the risk of being the same team. Because you have too many other holes to fill. I understand KD is a generational talent. But if you trade 12 dudes to get them, <laughs> it's not going to work. It's irrelevant at that point because yeah. it's like, okay, we have KD and we're in the exact same situation we just came yeah. from. I'd argue you're not because now you have multiple players who could create their own shot, which you didn't have in there. Your offense is more dynamic than it was. The, well, one the through four before. it would be, yes. Yeah, but that's, I mean... What it came down to was your one through four couldn't get it done and your bench completely disappeared. In this case, your one through four would be able to get it done. And then, okay, how do we supplement that? 
those pieces with vet minimums and other guys, which now you have that team, it becomes more compelling to join the Suns. So I think you'd be in a better position, even if you had to trade McHale as part of this or whatever the case, you're in a better position than you were last year because it makes it easier for Booker to score too. All right, so I've been trying to crunch some numbers here and work out a three-team trade while we've been talking about this. So you mean the three-team trade that you came up with before the show started that we were going to talk about is now mm. thrown out the window? No, 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 not <laughs> not. This is no, a supplement because no, no. the Pacers thing is still obviously on the table, I think. But the Jazz thing is intriguing to me because. So in this, if you can get Donovan Mitchell to Brooklyn, then that takes a lot of the load off the Suns to supply a uh, Mikael Bridges. I think. I think that if you're if you're the Nets and you're getting like Cam Johnson, Donovan Mitchell, maybe Malik Beasley from the Jazz and a shit ton of picks, that's not bad for KD. I know that they're setting the bar super high, but at some point they've got to look themselves in the mirror and be like, okay, but what can we like really get? Because <laughs> you're not going to get Scotty Barnes from the Raptors and whatnot. I'm playing around with the math here. I'm going to have to double check this. But like if you're the Suns and you're getting KD, you're sending Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson, and all of the picks to Brooklyn. The Jazz are sending Malik Beasley, Bojan Bogdanovic, and Donovan Mitchell to Brooklyn. And then the Jazz are getting DA, Ben Simmons, Dario Saric, and probably some picks from somebody. I don't know. No, that's probably not enough for Donovan Mitchell. You need picks somewhere. So maybe so there's tough. a fourth team thrown in there. Oh, God. <laughs> well, okay, because the reason why this topic kind of came up in the first place outside of the Woj bomb that we just talked about mm-hmm. was because earlier today Woj had said that the Heat are the, quote, most determined team to land Kevin Durant, but that they and the Suns, who are still in the mix, will likely need a third, maybe even a fourth team to make it happen, and that the Raptors are yeah. basically out because... Scotty I'm, I'm going to say this right now before we even get down the road. Uh, Woj, is, sometimes I'm like, Woj, you're full of shit right now. <laughs> like, no, there's no way that the Heat are the most like intense on getting KD because they don't really have much wiggle room. If they trade, who are you trading for KD? You, in that? Okay, the Utah thing might open the door for them, though. Right. The same way that it opens the door for the Suns, it could also be something for the Heat, because the Heat need, if Bam has to be included, then you, you also got to get rid of Ben Simmons in the same situation here. Utah needs a center. Swaps Maybe around. Bam's the guy they want if, you know, instead of DA. Like, there's a window that opens for both teams with this now. Mm-hmm. And I think there's an opportunity that... What Woj is probably saying is that Miami's been hounding a third team more than the Suns have and trying to find that third partner. But but the thing is, if if you have to involve a third team, it comes down to do they want D.A.? Do they want Bam? What are they most interested in? Because if Donovan Mitchell's the piece that, that Brooklyn wants, now there's multiple teams in play, and is your offer... Uh, the one that that third team wants, not just the Nets. It becomes more complex. But I do get what you're saying, Saul, even outside of this Miami Heat thing. When he did share that little update, a lot of the comments were, Woj is basically just... He's a mouthpiece for the Brooklyn Nets. He's just Brooklyn Nets mouthpiece. That's it. That's all he's doing. He's been like that the whole time through this whole thing. But the thing is, is that you also have to remember is, 
Brooklyn is obviously talking to him and the sons obviously are not. So Woj is going to share what information he's yeah. getting, regardless of which side it's coming from. My, he can't not share things that My he's problem is, is that Woj is being a mouthpiece for the Brooklyn Nets. But he's not really talking about the reasons why Kevin Durant and Kyrie both want out. He's not mentioning any of that shit because they don't want to bring up Steve Nash and how much those motherfuckers hate him. Like, that's just the real talk. Because you have you have to play both sides. Look, look, an insider is only as good as the person giving them information. I mean, that's the truth. Like, I love Flex, but we know where Flex's information is coming from. Same with Gambo. Like, that's just the insider game. You're getting information from f usually, uh, you know, it, a lot of times it is one-sided. And then mm -hmm. you got to decide, am I disseminating this or not? But no. when it comes to Kevin Durant anything is moving the needle right now and what a guy like Woj and even you know anybody in that situation is paid for is move the needle somehow so if you're given nets information because that's who's talking to you your decision is i say absolutely nothing or i drop something that moves the needle for my network and for the the security of his job, he's going to drop what he's being told. Sure. But you're right. Nash is a big problem in all this. I mean, we saw it at Summer League where they asked uh, one of the guys on the Summer League roster a question about Steve Nash, and he rolled his freaking eyes on national TV <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah. That was a second-year guy. So how do you think Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving feel? Yeah, that because was... you, knew, you could tell he regretted it when he realized, oh, yeah, there's a camera on me when I did yeah. this. So That was a really awkward... It was yeah. situation like it was like secondhand embarrassment watching it because mm -hmm. yikes I don't know but would you still like to go over the trade that you put together which the Pacers one yeah yeah we can do that well, Des yeah, despite the fact that now what day is it yeah hold on one oh, second oh right God. what day is it Train Machine Tuesday. Train Machine Tuesday. Train Machine Tuesday. <laughs> Lindsay's just so mad right now. She's just keep playing it. <laughs> on a loop until Lindsay introduces the, <laughs> the train. fury in Lindsay's eyes. Give the people train what they want. I think she's just mad because she'd never wear blue. <laughs> the meme is just uh, not correct. It's, it's funny. It's a good joke. <laughs> but I'm going to need y'all to stop. <laughs> we will, don't say, say, say y'all something because the, the chat it's a good on social media they are clamoring I'm just for teasing. it i'm just teasing it's funny if you guys like it that's cool but once trade machine tuesday dies that's gonna die with it that's all i'm saying oh is it ever gonna die will it ever die i, I feel like it needs to because then it's just gonna get old we're right? just gonna find other things you say to auto-tune then i that's mean that's what fine. we're gonna do that's fine that's another wrinkle to the longer this kevin durant situation plays the out the longer this lasts the longer trade which is machine another tuesday reason lives. why i'm hoping that it just ends <laughs> like tomorrow i mean but maybe maybe we change trade machine tuesday from players to things that we would trade in our personal oh, lives i love it we can yeah. do so many different yeah. things with this <laughs> It's so flexible. Eli in the chat said Trade Machine Tuesday is my Tuesday alarm. I really <laughs> hope that's true. Bless your heart. You I have hope to this, wake up to that every Tuesday. I hope this dude's just waking up to Lindsay singing about trades every Tuesday. Brian in the chat, what is dead may never die. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, Gerald, you want to tell us about your trade that you worked up? Yeah, sure. Let's pull that trade up. So... This was originally Malcolm Brogdon was going to the Nets, but he went to the Celtics, so I revamped it a little bit. So in this deal, the Suns are getting Kevin Durant and Miles Turner. The Nets are getting Jay Crowder, Buddy Heald, Mikhail Bridges, and I think, what is that, four picks from the Suns, or three picks from the Suns, first round unprotected, 
two or three pick swaps, and then a first rounder from the Pacers that they got in the Malcolm Brogdon deal from the Celtics. And then the Pacers are getting DeAndre Ayton, Campaign, Dayron Sharp, and a first rounder from the Suns. So three firsts from the Suns and three pick swaps going to the Nets, an additional first going to the Pacers. Um, I think that works financially because the Pacers have cap space. They would need to free up a little bit more to be able to sign him to that max deal, but it's not impossible for them to do that. Pacer or the Suns get their guy and a starting caliber center, and they lose. Who do they lose? I think they kept. Do they keep Mikhail or do they keep Cam? You're they the one that Cam. proposed this trade. I'm sorry, my head is still swimming. <laughs> There's so many trades, time. so many <laughs> trades, but. They're keeping one of their wings. <laughs> Which is a positive. You need to, you I mean, need to yes. hang on to at least one. Keep one of them. Right? I'm not going to lie, Gerald. Mm-hmm. It's all a blur right now. Yeah. It's, just all, right? it's yeah. just all over the I'm place. I'm in a Vegas days still. The one thing that I will say is, and it's been mentioned multiple times in the chat, um, friend of the program, Flex, is getting a lot of love because he's he's been saying that the, the potential out there wasn't necessarily Indiana, but it was going to be Donovan Mitchell going mm-hmm. to the Brooklyn Nets um, to the point where Flex is now all but certain that Katie's coming to the Suns. So um, I hope he's right Me because too. he's been he's been right a lot of times and he's getting a lot of love for a lot of positive reasons. So, um, hey. And I believe in the moment where he's getting this information, it's 100% accurate. The problem is these things can change on a dime. So until it's done, I'm going to look at all the possibilities mm-hmm. and what, what could happen. But I believe – what Flex is saying. It's just now can they actually accomplish it before mm-hmm. somebody like Miami finds a way to get a better deal on the table because mm-hmm. it seems like Sean Marks is a is a tough guy to sell right now and you know maybe Donovan Mitchell's on the table now and then he's like yeah but we need another all-star like you God knows what they're asking for well, in terms of all this and like Flex has been saying that they're trying to get KD here in Phoenix this whole time and that is completely factual, mm-hmm. right? And then he shares some of his thoughts and opinions and feelings about the situation, like how how secure he feels in the fact that it is going to happen or it isn't going to happen. But you can't deny the fact that the Suns are in play to try and get KD here in the Valley, yeah. which is, is exactly what Flex has been saying. And you can't deny that until it's done, there's always that possibility that a dark horse comes in here and gets the deal done before they do. So that's why why you just got to look at it. Um, I want to go to a couple of the comments about the trade that we threw out there. Um, someone was asking why the Nets would do this. I understand, like, Mikael Bridges, Buddy Heal, Jay Crowder, not the best player package that you're aspiring for if you're the Nets, but also the longer this drags on, again, the lower that bar becomes. And they are getting a grand total of, what, four unprotected first plus three pick swaps. Like, the picks are always going to be there. Somebody commented, so the Suns don't have a pick till like, 2029 pass. If you're trading for Kevin Durant and you're not willing to give up both of your wings, you're going to have to throw all the picks at this situation. Well, and we we already learned that James Jones isn't the biggest fan of the draft. So 
It's really not that big of a deal. And you can thank that bullshit Rudy Gobert trade for that because they got four first-rounders for Rudy freaking Gobert. The Nets are not going to settle for anything less for Kevin Durant. And if you're if you're playing well, which is the hope, right, that you would be a contending team, mm-hmm. you're not going to have a top draft pick anyway. Right. Well, And the, the reason the Nets accept this is because at some point, Kevin Durant's going to say, I'm not coming back to you, so get this done and figure out a way to get whatever you can, otherwise this is going to get ugly. And at that, that point, you accept an offer. Look, people are calling me pessimistic. I like to look at it as realism in life things aren't done till they're done like mm-hmm. so don't don't celebrate until it's done like that's my only baby, point it ain't over till it's over <laughs> <laughs> no. No Lenny Kravitz fans okay I'll shut up oh we need to get that one as no a, go as ahead a gift. more <laughs> put some more. oomph behind your voice there Saul no I know Project. what I'm doing no I know what I'm doing he's not trying to find himself I'm not on trying a to find myself on a segment Shane, we could always boost the volume oh. on that, right? Oh, yeah. I can. There's Shane, with the, with the shaking of the head, I appreciate you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, After the fact that Shane and I bonded over panda slots this weekend, and he's still not on my the, team. The like, greatest moment ever. I've rarely wow. seen it. Uh, I'm forever in Lindsay's debt for that, so I'll do it every wow. day. <laughs> I've, Thanks, Shane. I've rarely that. seen a human being that happy. Around. Can we just can we just get to the the best trade that can be made here? So sure, Espo. Let's That's do that. A way to tee it up. I figured out a way to fix all the problems here. Originally, we had said, "Hey, let's make Trade Machine Tuesday that doesn't involve DeAndre Ayton mm-hmm. and and Kevin Durant." And I went, "All right, Jay Crowder and two second rounders for Yaka Purtle. I fixed it. There we go." I, I saw this and I was like, "Stay out of my territory." Hey, look, like you White sold me on Yakub. I'm in. <laughs> I want Jock and Yakub as my two centers and Jacques. mobile. Rocket. Yak and Jock. Yeah, I'm in. Yak and Jock. <laughs> Yak and Jock. I still think that there would be a lot of great content that you could create with the two of them. Look, I'm just saying if the Suns make a trade for KD and they don't manage to get a starting caliber center in the mix, Yaka Pertle should be their next trade target with whatever they have left because he's only making like nine mil. He'd be a good starting caliber center, underrated guy, and he probably wouldn't come at that high of a cost. Other teams are going to look at him, but like the Spurs are tanking. So if you can throw them just anything and get him out of that, that's a pretty stacked starting five. That's why I did it. I knew Gerald would be my hack man. So <laughs> there we go. And thank you, Jan. You're not pessimistic. You're a Suns fan is what he says, and mm-hmm. that is accurate. So I'm not mad at the idea of having Pirtle come over to this team, but I personally, if I'm the Suns, and just like from my, like right now as it stands, I don't want to mess around with anybody or any other trades until we know what the situation with KD is. Oh yeah, oh, that's that's, yeah. that's a that's an aftermath trade. That's not a Yeah. That's yeah. my whole thing. Like when you sent that over, I was like, yeah, this this is good. I'm yeah. okay with this. But like later later. <laughs> look, look, I figure if you're going to trade all your first round picks, you might as well start working on trading all your second I mean, round picks I too. Guess so, so why not? get out of all of it, right? You're going to use them anyway. <laughs> yeah, get out, get out of them all. Let's, let's just do it. I'm not on board with this Pirtle trade. Just so we all know <laughs> where I stand. Every time I rub my face, it's because I'm stressed out at Pirtle coming to the Suns. You want Biz as your starting center? I don't like him. I think he's trash. <laughs> I don't care not. what the numbers say. I think he's trash. You don't but care that's okay. What, you don't Whatever. care what the numbers, film, and people that no. actually watch him no. play say. No, all right, no. Well, <laughs> I've seen him too many times it's tough to win an to like his game. <laughs> I don't like him. Well, um, I guess we shall see. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just a quick reminder to everyone out there that as uh, the summer is becoming more and more, we're in the thick of it, 
we're going to start going on vacations and hanging out with friends more, all the things. We want to make sure that you guys are staying safe and healthy. So COVID-19 vaccines, they're free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. Make sure you guys are vax boosted and ready to take on all the fun things of the summer. Any final thoughts, you guys? Yeah, I love that we say, hey, we're going to go like 35, 40 minutes. We're well over an hour now. So, <laughs> yeah. Sun's off season, yeah, baby. It's, it's, it's my favorite part of the show. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you as always. And we will be back tomorrow, same place, same time, 2 p.m. right here on our YouTube channel. Or you can catch us at any point in time, wherever you listen to your podcast. On Thursday, we'll have an early show or not a show at all. It might just be audio only. So that will be the only, that will be a schedule change for Thursday. We're going to go play paintball. Yeah. Someone's going to get hurt. Uh, (laughs) Likely me. That's all three of our events. (laughs) (laughs) I might not play low key. I'm just saying. I low key might not play. All it's going to take is Lindsay to get hit one time and the rest of us are dead. She's going to throw a gun up in the air. I'm done. She's going to turn into Rambo with a paintball gun. Steal all of our guns and just go at it with the paintballs. The problem that I have realized is that I don't mind being aggressive with all of you guys. But there are a certain group of young gentlemen in this company that don't realize that. You can't go for the freaking face. Sean's on vacation. So I don't trust you guys. Sean's on vacation. I just just don't trust it. Sean's not here. Shane, you almost whacked me in the face too, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we'll see. Thanks for tuning in. Until tomorrow, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Espo at Espo. And of course, you can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. Espo, take us home. Remember, don't go for the face. Oh, oh, oh. Hey yo, my lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, y'all always wreck the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B. Always on the job, my team.